Now we're rolling Damage Plan MMA Podcast. I'm Jason. As always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Zach Partridge. What up, dog? What up? Man, I am still uh, riding a high from Saturday night, man. I'm still tired from Saturday night. A natural high. Let me just clarify that. A natural (laughs) high from Saturday night. (laughs) Dude, what a great, what a freaking great night of fights. Fierce Fighting Championship 18. I mean, it's a great night, man. I mean, the fights did not. The, the fights didn't disappoint. Oh, great! We got these two on here yelling, laughing at me. Oh, already starting early. We're already, it's already starting. But uh, yeah, man, it was a great night. The atmosphere was live. Like, I love the way they moved the cage closer, so that the fans were closer. It it, it was a great atmosphere. Yeah, it was great. It was pretty great. Somebody did a pretty good job of matchmaking. I think so. I think you did a damn good job. I mean, I mean, I, I can't. I'm not here. I mean, all, all honesty, as much as I would love for everybody to tell me how great I did. I mean, Cody, Cody, Cody matched quite a bit of the card before we were even brought in. Yeah. and Steve Urgel helps out quite a bit too. So, I so shout out to those guys as well. This was this was one of the I first cards. I don't know how many fights, and we'll, when we go through and break these fights down, I'm gonna we'll we'll figure it out which ones. But there were so many fights that round one was dominated by one fighter, and then round two is dominated by the other fighter. Like it was crazy. Like it was evenly matched fights all night long. It was insane. Yeah, Hillary, yeah, she I mean- doesn't normally listen to the podcast, so don't let her fool you. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the support, but I mean, support looks funny when we're getting made fun of already. I know. Yeah. Tell me about yeah, it. Actually, you know what? I take that back. They're taking shots at you. So keep they at it, girl. Shots at me. It's usually keep, you. Keep at it, ladies. Get them. It's usually you. It's usually you that's getting all Get the em. crap. Yeah, that's right. It's a nice change. <laughs> oh. a nice change. No, um, it, it, it was really good. I thought the atmosphere was really good. Everybody seemed to really uh, enjoy. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, if, if we did anything right, it was, we had everybody out of there. The fights were done by nine 30. Oh, that was so nice. I mean, uh, we were able to, we, we made it down to Benihana's got some Benihana's afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. I went, I, I went home and went to bed before midnight. It was awesome. I had, um, I had so many people, uh, that had never been to the fights before and they loved it. They loved it. Dude, if there if 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 there's anything, if we could just bring awareness to like northern Utah about how fun just going to these events were in in person, like yeah. every MMA event, it doesn't matter the promotion, us, still fist, whatever, we'll be able to go to anywhere, do anything and just and and have people fighting for tickets because they're they're always fun. They're all they're, the, they're a great the time in the cage are always fun. Yeah, I I just can't get over like Utah MMA right now is it's hot. It's sick. like it's hot. Like we have two phenomenal promotions. Like it is, yeah, yeah. The commentary was Chris, having Chris on the commentary. I I don't know if I I laughed so much for him 
he was say, kept saying fighters look he, like other people. He kept <laughs> he kept making references about fighters. Remember? Like if this fighter and this fighter had a baby, it would look a like baby. this guy. And he kept doing it. And some of them, I'm like, come on, dude, that's not nice. And some of them, was, it's like now you can't unsee it. Like Reggie like Reggie Pena with uh, <laughs> Brendan Shaw. Brendan Shaw. I was dying, dude. Oh man, that was best. Yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Chris got the Brendan Shaw's comedy. Hey, it's funny. Chris, okay, Chris is freaking awesome, man. Like the guy's knowledge and fighting is just amazing. He's amazing. Fans. Uh, Malachi's dad pulled me aside and was like, hey, man, do you think you can get Chris to take a picture with Malachi? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, he will. Like, dude, he's just, he's all about it, man. I, I love it. I love it. Um, Dude, should we, uh, should we should we talk about the card? I mean, I don't see why not. Let's, all right. And I'm on the fighting out of Utah MMA news. I think this is Dutch's page, right? Didn't Dutch start this page? Yeah, uh, but Steve Farragher. Farragher. Uh, Farragher did, right? He he re- he was reporting that night, I believe. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Steve, I did start listening to that podcast. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll just say now. this one more time. Thank you to all the fighters that came out. Win, lose, whatever. Like every there, there wasn't a. So I can't always say this. We watch fights. Me and you are critical at times, right? You know, yeah. you, you could say we could say what we want. I feel like, I feel like earned that that we're fair and respectful we always be fair but we'll we'll call it how it is i can honestly say not one person quit in there no there was guys that went out on their shields for 100 i mean there are guys that you want to talk about going out on your shield but there there were there were a couple fights where it's like dude they got a break soon and they never did i mean if they got finished they legitimately got finished hey and you know what the refereeing was – I got to give Dave Selyestead and Tyler Thompson a little bit of credit. I I thought they were on point. They were – yeah, they were spot on. The referee was great. Go to FierceFightingChampionship.com. It's on there for free right now. Boom. Check it out. Um, Yeah, let's let's talk about this card, man. First fight of the night was Tate Johnson versus Sidney Blackwood. Um, supposedly, these guys are both making their Ami debuts supposedly Dude, green Tate, fighters there was tate nothing green about johnson, either one of those guys tate johnson's a killer hey and this i just talked about it before before we started this back and forth sydney blackwood dominates the first round he gets to take down controls him the whole first round wins the first tate round. comes back yeah tate comes back the second round and he's a bang muay thai guy and you start to you start to see him start to flow with his combinations and his kicks and you know, maybe Sydney might have gassed out a little bit by the third round, but he still kept fighting. One one going into the third. That was a great fight. And one of the judges actually gave what? Sydney the second yeah. round too. So it's not like the second round was like no. Was it wasn't uh, all Tate like Johnson. The momentum, the momentum, the momentum was shifting. Shifted. Um, I don't really fight. see how you get Sydney the second round, but I mean that was another guy that when the momentum was shifting and he was tired, and that's all it was was tired. Yeah, the dude fought his heart out the whole. The whole fight. Um, but Tay Johnson, man. I, I believe we're gonna have both of those guys back on the show very soon. Tay Johnson is there's nothing mean about that guy. Like you could see once he started getting his flow, start once he broke that sweat and, and the blood started flowing, he was crisp. Nice late kicks. He was good. He yeah, I mean impressed. I mean his striking is debut yeah. guy, 
That that's a good that's a good fight. Props to both of those young kids. I will we will definitely see both of those guys back. Uh, next fight of the night was Steve Urgel's son, Jason Urgel and Caden Bentley. Uh, Jason Urgel gets the third round rear naked choke. Another entertaining fight. A little bit of back and forth in that one as well. Caden missed weight. We'll, we will note that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, props out to Jason. He's two and one now, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, two and one. Yeah, two um, and one now. He did a really good job just controlling the fight. He's only 18 years old. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. He did a good job controlling on the ground. He, he was talking. Good. I know. I know he wasn't talking about me, but it, <laughs> yeah. Um. I. The, uh, um, yeah. Yeah, he looked good. The kid's only 18 years old. And he 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 stayed composed. Great groundwork. I I I saw a head kick come from him too. So the kid's got some agility with those leg kicks. He's six five. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at his dad. His dad's a monster too. You know, uh, six five. That helps. Next fight was Kobe Fur and Desmond Monabot. Uh, Fur wins second round. Uh, ref stoppage. Elbows or yes, elbows from the ground to pound crucifix position. Um, dude, Kobe's wrestling. You better be legit if you're fighting Kobe because he is. And Chris called it on the podcast because he's trained with him before, not on the pod, on the broadcast. He said Kobe is. If he gets a hold of you, he's like a leech, and he will not let go. Um, it's not the initial shot; it's the reshot, the reshot, the reshot till he gets his takedown. He is relentless, relentless. And you got a guy. You got Jake Shields and, and Eric Nixick in your corner. You're doing something right. He's special. He's he, he's he a has, big. He's a. He has some things that he's gonna have to work on. <laughs> a few things. Or a few but, things he's gonna have to work in, on. In the cage, do you put that kid in a cage? And he'll he, be just he's one of those guys that that like Cole Fowl said, they they were born in the wrong era. They should be in arena with some spears and swords and shit and fighting to death because <laughs> yeah, those guys are legit, man. Yeah. Uh, but Kobe, Desmond, I mean, we, we knew we knew this was going to be kind of the wrestler versus striking matchup. And actually Desmond showed, he showed some great resilience on the ground. He got up a couple of times. He tried to reverse position. Like you said, shot after shot after shot, eventually just smothering. Um, shout out to our boy, Trevor Jack Bradshaw. First round mounted guillotine against KL Myers. Trevor looked good, man. Trevor 2.0, right? I saw you That's what I that. said. It's Trevor 2.0. And you know what sucks is I really thought that we were seeing Trevor 2.0 against Connie, and then he got clipped with something weird. Yeah. And the, it, it was just one of the most bizarre finishes. But yeah. Trevor looks – here's the one thing that I don't think Trevor gets enough credit for. His hands are so fast. Fast. Yeah. He has fast hands, like fast, fast I mean, hands. He- he dropped uh, pretty quick in that first round. Yeah. And then he ended up popping back up. But, yeah, great. Dude, it's it's awesome to see Trevor because we know what what he puts into this and what he's been through in his career and what he'd been through uh, the, the day of the fight for him to come in there and do that was was super impressive, man. Um, you know, and, and, he, and he did it. Uh, and he did it, yeah, like with his grandpa passing away. And he buried his grandpa yeah. earlier that day. And Earlier that know, day, yeah. He – yeah, I thought that was a, that was one of the more impressive performances of the night because you know you know 
you know, Kyle was he he's Hawaiian. He was coming to fight. You yeah, know? he was coming to fight. And uh, um, but yeah, that was a good that was a good uh, that was a good fight. Great, great fight. Uh, next up was Israel Gonzalez defeats Alex Poinar first round TKO. That was a little weird. We didn't really see what happened. I ended up rewatching the video, and uh, from what I saw, Aleko went for a takedown and got the takedown, but then Israel basically flipped him over. He uses butterfly hooks to flip him up and over. Flip, right? Butterfly hooks flipped him up and over, and Aleko basically landed on his head. And as he was kind of going away, uh, Israel comes back with a couple hammer fists and, and ended up finishing finished fight so it was an impressive performance for, for israel both um Could it, he ended yeah. up missing, he ended up missing weight too unfortunately yeah he missed weight by a little bit but he had some travel issues i mean it's yeah can't be too critical but at the same time i think no, he could no. have done a little bit more but i mean is what it is he won yeah he made the win and, and and good good performance from israel gonzalez he he he, he performed well nice kid um, humble kid re- really like nice him a kid. lot he was great on the podcast. Um, yep, I'd really love like to see him more. back too. Uh, next up, we had this was probably my. Uh, I'm not going to call this one my my fight of the night. This my performance of the night was Will Smith versus Johan Rubio because we Will Gibson. Will Gibson. I yeah. I, I don't know why I've been. I was reading it off of here. I see what and I see what you said too. Will Gibson. We had him on the podcast. Super fun guy. We know Johan Rubio. We know what he he brings to the table. And Will is is special. He is he's big, he's athletic, he's fast. Um, Chris Curtis told us before before they went live and before they before they touched gloves, he said Johan will not want to stand with this guy because he is smooth on his feet. And we've seen Johan with good strikers before, great strikers before, and and. You know, I don't. I don't know what it was. I'm not. I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for the guy, and I know he's not either. But it seemed like maybe the 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 speed and the length, and he was changing stances a lot too. Maybe have been causing him a little bit of problems. I don't know if that was it, but um, Will Will is Will is going to be a guy to walk for, man. You don't just come up to Utah on short notice and beat a guy like Johan like that. Well, and, I mean, and, let's let's be honest and let's be frank right now. Yeah. We were all kind of like, really? You're three and zero as an amateur, and you're going to come up and make your pro debut on short notice against a guy that went nine and zero as an amateur and one and zero and has ten fights and ten finishes. Like, yep. really? Like, we kind of took it as like a, like, who okayed this? Yeah, I know. We, you, you, you know, and I talked about it off like, air. We're like, okay, and wow, wow. But, but, but when we seen him at the weigh-ins, we're like. This guy's like you could tell he was athletic. He was big. He, I mean, he looked good. He was confident, and a great guy too. We had him on the podcast. Great, great guy. Um, yeah, that was impressive. Wow. I, Very I, I was impressive. impressed. We all know how tough Johan is, and that was the other thing. Don't take anything away from Johan. He there, yeah. there, there were times he could have easily just covered up, let the refs stop the fight. That ain't, that ain't Johan. He ain't. I, I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah. I, yep. I'm just saying. There's a lot of fighters. There was. They were that are he's getting touched like that. That it would curl up, and you gotta you gotta give respect to Johan for dude. He that ten second clapper in the third round, he starts swinging even harder to try and take off his head. I mean that. And again, Johan, he was the lead ticket seller. He 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 had the most people there to watch him. 
dude, like that's why it's not because you're undefeated. It's because even if you lose, you're going to lose going out on, on your shield. And that's the type of person, you know, he's the type of person. He's the type of guy that everybody loves to support. Right. And you know what? He's just going to come back even better now. You know, he is. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I I wouldn't want to be the next guy. (laughs) We'll we'll see, but we might have that fight lined up. It just depends on when Johan's ready, but I mean, yeah, Uh, it's, it's going to be a good fight. Uh, probably my most anticipated fight after the face-offs because these guys didn't blink at each other after they were facing, facing off the night before at the way. Oh, you don't, don't you, you skipped Kent. You skipped, you skipped Kent's fight. Oh, because it, yeah, Kent. Uh, oh, sorry. That wasn't, it wasn't in order. Um, okay. Fight of the night. I think everybody is in agreement. Kent Mafaleo and Sam Sproy, her fight of the night. But once again, another one, round one, Kent, Kent pretty much Kent one round one, finish. right? That, that, that round goes five more seconds and gets the finish. I didn't even think Sam was going to come out for the second round on the broadcast. I'm like, dude, he's done. And he comes and not out, only does he come like, out, yeah, he comes out, gets takedowns, secures takedowns, and holds Kent down and controls him the whole round. And he, he did you? He he shot with that that punch up high and shot right down for that takedown. And and he, yeah, he holds Kent down the whole the whole second round. Third round comes out. We're like, okay, not nah, blueprint. Not one needs to get the takedown. One guy wants to keep it standing. Kent kept it standing, landed a couple jabs, and those elbows, nasty. We were in the splatter zone. Yeah, it, it was rough. I mean, there's a the the cage side doctor has a YouTube channel and he 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 posted the videos of him stitching up um Sam Sprower. And yeah, yeah, stitching up his head. That was ooh. wow. Dude, Sam, and you know man. what though? Here's the thing. Everybody's talking about Kent, and I love Kent, and he did great. Yeah. And that was a good fight for him. He had to dig deep. He yeah, really he had to he really had to learn how to make in-cage adjustments. He even talked about, you know, kind of let him get his legs and his energy back for the third round so he could get the finish. You know, that that sometimes doesn't work, but it, it worked like he did everything he had to, had to dig deep. That takes a lot of energy to take somebody like Kent down, but Kent kept trying to pop up, especially in the first round. And it like, I speak volumes. The toughness of Sam Sprower to last as long as he did was incredible. He's a warrior. He's another warrior. Like, I mean, that guy, so he just fell to one and four. I would, I would hate, (laughs) I would hate to, I, I would hate. To match him with a guy with another losing record and and let them bang it out because that dude will not quit. No, like I said, after that first round, he he was it. it and he wasn't done clearly, but it looked like he was done after the first round. He was on a stool huffing and puffing. Kent's riding high, and for him to come back, man, another another super impressive fight. So yeah, shout out to Sam too for for leaving it all in the cage because he he definitely left it all in the cage. Kent. Kent has lived up to what he said the fight before. He wants to be the most violent man heavyweight in Utah. It, it's very hard to argue against that right now. All right. Now we're going on to my most anticipated of the night after I had to separate these two from the face-off the night before. Uh, yeah. These guys didn't want to get out of each other's face. Uh, David Balea and Ben Hollier. Um, Balea gets the Americana. Or as he told us, the Balea arm lock, 
or the sneaky Pete is what it's called. I, I learned that this morning. The sneaky Pete. The sneaky Pete. Yep. That's what it was called. Yeah. He told okay. us because we, we couldn't see what it was, what we caught him with from, from our angle. So Chris and I asked him as you were walking to the cage and he came over to Chris and I and said, it's, it's the Balea arm lock, he said. And for those of you that listened to the post-fight interview, he is, and I'm not lying, related to Hulk Hogan. So that explains the post-fight interview. We'll just let you guys. Oh, I forgot yeah. that. He is related to Hulk Hogan. So I know, that post-fight interview. That. His manager told me that, and I forgot that. Dang it. He is, he is something on the mic. Let's just put it that way. Well, so he did catch a young featherweight's attention here in Utah when he said that. Oh, did he? Did he? Uh, Julian Ruiz would like to fight him later this year. He is publicly stated. Oh, okay then. Apparently, okay, Julian. Julian immediately. So Julian is scheduled to fight with us on April 30th with a different opponent that will be announced as soon as that contract's done. And then after that fight, he would like to see Dave Bullia in the fierce cage. That's a big step up for Julian. It's a lot of experience stylistically it's really interesting because uh because julian can you know he he can box and he can crack and he can wrestle and he can he can wrestle and so it but but Balea obviously is i mean ben hollier can wrestle we know what ben brings to the cage and so yeah. and ben ben's going in for surgery this week for his arm so i like Balea. i want to get him back on the podcast Balea, he's a stud I like it. You know, he cut a nice little, nice little promo right there. <laughs> Mason, did he leave with any sister wives? I don't know. People were booing him, so I don't know if well, the crowd didn't seem to like Well, the it. other thing, too. Like, everybody knows. So he takes a little jab at the Mormon side. Everybody knows I'm Mormon, right? Like, this yeah. isn't a surprise to everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. There's some things like that. Like, I don't think... I don't think he was being disrespectful. I think he was just having fun with the moment. I think he was just playing yeah, with I it. Like, I didn't take any offense by it. I thought it was funny. It's just me. Like sometimes when people are being outlandish and stuff like that, like you just gotta like recognize that it is for what it is and just it, it's fine. He wasn't trying yeah. to be super disrespectful. And nah, if you remember, if you remember him because of that and not his performance, he did his job right now. Every he now job. he did his job. Now next time he gets announced that he's fighting on a fierce fighting championship card, everybody's yeah. gonna go, "Ooh, I hope he loses," and they want to come watch to watch him lose. They're gonna come watch him. Oh, he was fun. He was dancing on the way out. He was he was having fun inside the cage. He was talking to Ben. He was like, dancing inside the cage. He was, yeah, dancing inside the cage. The guy's fun. Um, next up, another banger of a fight. Carson Hardman and Connie Carrera. Dude, Carson, he's down two two rounds to none going into the third. Connie's Connie's winning the fight. I thought. Two rounds to none. I don't know if it was two, two, down two. Uh, maybe one, maybe one, maybe I Carson was, towards the I end. I think it was one, one. I'd have to watch it again. Sajin, great matchup. Yeah, spot on, Sajin. Um, those liver kicks that Connie throws, ooh, and we saw that in the Mitch Ramirez fight too. And Mitch told, I mean, I won't say what he said, but I, don't, I won't air it out there. But let's just say he kicks very hard. Yeah, and you you saw that in the in there, um, dude. Impressive win by Carson Hardman. That guy just is, he's another guy that just leaves it all in the cage. He will not quit. You're gonna have to turn his lights out. Dude, and I kept saying, Chris Curtis is like, oh, you know, it's oh great. yeah, I, and I, I, dude, nope. I could not stop. I kept saying it on the broadcast. No, I've seen this guy take beatings and come back yeah. and win. I've seen yep. it time and time again. I, yep. I will not believe Carson's fight is over until his lights are out or until he taps. 
Oh, I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if he has a cracked rib or something because I want to text him right now. He even like I did see Connie look like he broke his hand and he broke his hand in his orbital. And his orbital bone, yeah. And but man, he he just keeps coming too. He was another one. I think he said he broke his hand in the first round. Dude, I just uh so Connie. Connie, uh, it was kind of interesting, and this is, and I and I love Connie. I mean, a great fight. He always has been. I, every time I've seen him, it's just been super entertaining. Yeah. Um. I I uh, I noticed something right when he fought Mitch. That second round, he didn't even sit down. He was amped and ready to no. go after, after two, no. going into the third. Right, and you remember yep. Mitch was like, "You got to be kidding me!" You got to be right. Yeah, Connie didn't have, and whether it was the injuries or what, but he didn't have that same energy because Carson was ready to match that, his pressure. That pressure, yeah. It, it Carson, Carson, he just kept coming forward. People don't understand. Carson hits like a brick, right? Obviously. Yeah. But he also, he wears people out with his pace too. He weaponizes his cardio. Yep. Yeah, so impressive you, performance. You have to, you, to beat Carson... The times I've seen him beat, he he got he got caught against Siler, who's just a more experienced guy, right? And we all know how yeah. tough and durable Steve Siler is. And but he got caught by Steve Siler. But every other time I've seen Carson, if somebody gets the better of him, they one can match his cardio and just yeah. have and, and have insane pace. And then two, they can dish out as much punishment as they can take. Yeah. It's true, man. Because he's an animal. That's what Carson does. He weaponizes his cardio, pressure, 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 and then he takes punishment and he gives it. And he 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 wins way more often than not. I uh I look forward to seeing both of those guys back in the cage as well. Uh I mean, next up we have some time, but yeah, Carson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next up we had Reggie Pena, aka Brendan Shaw. <laughs> And Eric Wall Walleen. Eric the Machine Walleen. Uh TKO first round. Those guys were throwing some leather, man. That that was one that I just thought whoever connected with the right punch and Pena connected. And and he ended up getting the TKO in, in the first round. But yeah, those guys were throwing some some shots. In fact, Eric rocked him slightly right before right before the right before he got finished. He actually was rocked a little bit. So um, didn't didn't Reggie come up from Florida? Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay on short notice too, right? Yeah, like two weeks. Cut thirty pounds in two weeks. Twenty five pounds. Yeah, thirty pounds in two um, weeks. Yeah, he, people don't people don't understand. I when people say, oh, you know, whatever with uh, with Walleen, <sighs> bro, Eric Walleen, like the way that those two were throwing, that was going to be one or the other of them any minute. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I mean, that was one of those fights where it was like even a what I think it was Chris Curtis that said, Walleen didn't even do anything wrong. He just no. got caught by the right punch. Yeah, like I said, he he actually rocked Pena. It just it just wasn't right on the button like Pena's punch was on Walleen. Like, like he just those, got caught. those two were so big. What do you think were, both yeah. those guys weighed in? It was a light heavyweight fight, right? 205. They're they easily both over 220, 220. 225. They were big. Payne is huge. And Eric's a big, yeah. yeah. 
It's a big, yeah. Um, next, this was another great fight too. Ben Eagley and the Mongol Armasana. That was another one where I felt like uh, the, Mongol the Mongol was, was winning. He was winning, and and Chris Curtis called that on the podcast. He said he better be careful because he had gotten his his head in in the guillotine Trouble. choke earlier in the first round, and kept and he keep hitting his head there. He's going to get caught, and sure enough, Ben caught him. Ben was on his back. You could see him fishing that arm in there. Got it in deep. Well, and that, It is. I, I, I'll say this. And, and again, I said it on the broadcast. I'm not saying this to brag. But yeah. I, like the submission that I've caught people that are better than me. And I fully yeah. admit they're better than me. But, you know, instead of blue moon, you catch somebody better than you in something. It, yeah. It's usually a guillotine. Be, yeah. Because, because you're usually so comfortable fighting those off that you're like, you don't always address the you kind of get, you kind of get lazy and get a little comfortable with it. I you think know? that's what he did. Yeah. I, and I mean, I'll, there's a guy, there's a guy at our gym that, you know, he, he, he is, he is light years better than me everywhere. I mean, my roles with him, I, I feel like a white belt, nothing. Right. And no, it's not Mason. So don't let him try and tell you that it is. Um, you know, but the, I did catch him not too long ago and it's with a guillotine. And he even yeah. said, he's like, man, that was nice. He's like, man, I really didn't even think you could get it. Yeah. It ju- it's just sneaky. It can, Sometimes it's just sneaky. Uh, ben got a little emotional on the mic afterwards too. He needed that win. Yeah, he did. That was a big win for him. And, and I, I got to admit, I think both you and I were on the same page with this. We were a little worried because he, he he had a little rough weight cut the night before. He didn't look good, but he came in there. He's 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 a big one fifty five or two. He's a big kid. Mason, I guillotine you like twice a day. <laughs> uh, next up to round out the night, Josh Wick defeats Kane Carrizosa. first round TKO. I think there was only like two seconds in, but I I don't think Kane would have came out for the second round. His leg was Josh Wick is a problem. The white Mamba is a problem. And we knew going into that, that fight because we heard through the grapevine, Josh wick. And I don't think it's any secret. If you watch his fights, he likes those calf kicks. He likes the calf kicks and he used those calf kicks very effectively in that fight with Kane. Time out. Mason, that's because the last time I tapped you, you just went to sleep. You didn't tap. He doesn't remember <laughs> You know, they don't remember. There's a lot you don't remember. Yeah. Oh. No, Wicks, when you say Wicks a problem, like the, the dude's, his striking is so clean. I he, he he does need to start setting up that calf kick, though. He came right that's out how, and fired it, too. That's how people break their, that's how people break he, their legs. I think both you and Curtis mentioned that because he came right out and fired two right off the bat. Just bat, bat. Yeah, he's a. Uh, Hopefully we can get him on the podcast next time he wants to fight. I'd like to talk to that kid. He's uh he's getting there. He's close. He might be he might yeah. be getting the call soon. What Maybe. is he? I think uh, he I think you'll see six, him. In, I think you'll see I think you'll see him in the fierce cage in April. Hey, if you were paying attention to the fight cards on the flip side of it, you saw a couple of the people who are going to be on that April card. Yeah, so he's 12 and 6 now, by the way. So we got 
We got Julian Ruiz, right? We got our boy Cole Schaefer. We got yep. Steve Seiler. Uh, we got my boy, Plant Daddy, Joel Harrell, back on. Who am I missing? Did I, I missed one, didn't I? Let me see. Steve Seiler. 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 Mitch Ramirez. Mitch was on the poster. That's Joel. It. Cole. I believe we'll be looking to book Dustin Winter for to defend his 145 title against a local name of people that people will like. Um, Julian will be on the card. I believe Kent will be back on the card. Jerome Hatch will be back on the card. And then there's another handful of fights that I look forward to announcing who will be on the card soon. That was a fun night. It was a fun night. That was a great night. Two weeks away from Stilfitz now. Two weeks and the return of Ben Moa. Ben Moa. He looks that good. Card, he does look good. I saw pictures of him in training, and he, he looks. I we could train, dude. He he's he's. I'm, I'm really interested in that fight because Jesse's Jesse's a big kid. He looked good in his last fight. He's he's stepping up, but he knows it. He knows. We will get uh, we will have a couple fighter interviews on Friday for some guys that are fighting on there. We've already had Dave Maggio on yep. and. Who else did we have on? We had two guys on from that fight and on that card. Dave Maggio and uh, I just lost my train of thought. Anyways, we'll get some more of those Steel Fist guys on. Let's pack the house there too. Let's pack the house, baby. Um, Anything else? What else did we miss? Did we miss anything? Eagle Fighting Championship I didn't get to watch yet. I heard the Bellator card was pretty pretty good. I didn't get to watch that. Bader. Bader's still on top. I, I I didn't think he was going to beat the Russian. He broke the trend. Broke the trend. Um, yeah, that's it, man. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, it was fun. And thanks, everybody, for coming out and watching. That was awesome. Yeah. Did you see Pedro had his little booth? Did you get a chance to go up and – No, I never went up and looked. I saw the video of it after. I'm like, man, that looks so, so cool. So Sierra MMA, um, we're – We've the fierce fighting championship. We are doing the be, be fierce, be kind nonprofit uh, anti bully campaign. And Sierra MMA was there with a couple of their students. Um, two of them were doing some jujitsu demonstrations, and I believe they're 10 and 12 years old. Uh, and then uh, I, I think his name's Matt. Uh, he's one of the he's Joel's yeah. boxing coach and he holds pads for Joel. He had his daughter there, and she's 12, 13 years old, and she was hitting pads. And I'm telling you, she was putting a lot of guys to shame, hitting those pads and throwing those kicks. She's legit. Yeah. Hey, happy birthday, Cody, old Cody, man, Cody Bunderson. Happy birthday, Cody Bunderson. Happy birthday, brother. No, I'm not going to take a shot at your belly button. You wimp. Let's so see. Cherie had to get it on video. So I, for those of you, that, I went out to dinner with Aleko and his, fa- his the, the family afterwards, and we went to there, and everybody was taking sake bombs. And... I said, if Aleko takes the sake bomb, that I would do one. So I had to do a sake bomb. And for those of you who don't know, I'm not a drinker. You're you a think so alcoholic. Watch, Are you you would me? think so watching the podcast. You'd think I'm a freaking. <laughs> you'd think you're, I'm doing a freaking so- you're doing sake bombs. You're doing body shots. Shoes, you're doing shoes. body shots. You Bro, alcoholic. I think Zach should do the shot off your stomach. Nope. Freaking Joel. No. 
No. Yeah, Joel. No. Give in to peer pressure, Jason. See, everybody <laughs> wants it from you. They don't want it. Dude, I don't drink. I've never drank. I don't drink. I'm going to be getting people trying to send me to AA. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I got a phone number. I'll give it to you to call. <laughs> Joel and Jason. Oh, <laughs> this podcast is taking a turn. No, we better get off before it gets worse. All right, we're getting out of here. We'll see you guys on Friday with a couple fighter spotlight interviews and the UFC breakdown. Uh, appreciate all the support, you guys. We out.